Hi, I'm Abigail. And I'm Dabney. Welcome, Welcome to, to You vs. You, a space where we give permission to talk openly about things no one talks about. And everything we wish we would have known when we were younger that we know now. The only thing we know for sure is that we don't know it all. Okay, guys, welcome back to the podcast. I am joined this week by Roxanne Woods, who is actually a health coach here in Cheyenne, which we're going to get into all of the things that she does specifically. But she has nurture and nourish and nurture health consulting. consulting. Yes. I told her just before we went on. I was <laughs> That's like, okay. I might it's love kind that. of a tongue twister. I know. So, okay. So, I follow you on Instagram, and I have for a while now, and I've kind of watched your health coaching journey kind of transpire. So, to start then, how I first met you was you were working with a chiropractic yes. company here yep. in Cheyenne, mm-hmm. and you were kind of frontlining their health coaching, right? Yes. So you kind of talk about that. Yeah. So I started with them um, kind of on the chiropractic front initially, but what attracted me to the business was that all about health and wellness and just kind of reaching people and being able to connect with people. And Mm -hmm. that's what I liked because I was coming from a social work position, which I I got right out of college and I enjoyed that, but I knew I didn't want to do that forever because that was very, very hard and draining. Um, And so I liked the idea of health and wellness world. And so they were chiropractors and they wanted to be able to reach more and help more people. So they started a, um, kind of a weight loss coaching program. And so I headlined that for about five years. Got it. Okay. And so you, what did you get your bachelor's degree in? Psychology. Got it. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then you, uh, because now I'm, I'm so curious of how everything (laughs) is correlated. Yes. Um, but, and then you had a social work Yes. So I started working for the state for okay, social so services social workers. Service. Yep. Okay. And it was specific in child protection. So, okay. I mean, I learned a lot in that That's and I learned that I do love to help people. Like that mm-hmm. was something that I, I loved about that. But I also was, I was helping people who didn't want to be helped. And right. so there's only so much of that. And some people can do that for a long time. I brought it home with me. I was drained. It was affecting my just overall well-being. Right. And so I just knew that that was not something I wanted to do forever. So that launched kind of how can I utilize the skills that I think I've gained from this job, but mm-hmm. also be able to help people in a in a capacity that is better for us all. Right. <laughs> yeah, that totally makes sense. And then so you you segued from the state then and then you started with um, it's living well, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Chiropractic yeah. company. So, OK. And then you did. And then did you have to like, because I think the health coaching, I don't even know how to like umbrella because now it's like a whole industry. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, did you have to go get a, like, are you a certified health coach? And then did you have to go get other credentials or how does that work then? Yep. So with being under the umbrella with them, they actually purchased like a program that was, I was able, that I didn't have to be certified for, but for me personally, I wanted to be. So I felt more like credible and just felt like I knew what I was talking about. So I went through a certification for the Primal Health Coach Institute. Oh, sure. So I got that certification and then, um, have been, have kept that certification and now kind of fast forward to now when I've launched or wanted to do more with 
pregnancy, postpartum, and kids. Yes. I got a new certification through O Baby School of Holistic Nutrition. Wow, that's a multi- I know all of these schools have wow. such. Long I know names they should just be like, like health school. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is okay. So that's very interesting. And then you were helping people because I think it um, translates very well with what you're doing now with women and postpartum and pregnancy in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but you were. Would you say when you were working with the chiropractic business, um, you saw more women than men when it came to weight loss issues? Oh, yeah. 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 And I don't know if that was something that I was able to relate to them more. So they were more drawn to like a female coach because I do think, I mean, males have those same concerns too, but I don't know if I could relate more, but the majority of who I worked with were women. It seems like, like even in like my gym classes and everything, and there's other like like hormone doctors in Cheyenne, it's all women. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really, for the most part, which is interesting because it's not to say that men, and this might be digressing a little bit, but it's not to say that all men are fit and, like, lean and healthy. Mm -hmm. A lot of men, I think, when they get older, gain weight, and it's not to say women are necessarily unhealthier than men, but it seems like women seem to be more proactive about their health and wellness than men are. Yeah, I would agree. And open to change in some of those ways. Like I would, the only males that I really did work with were if they did it as a couple. So if the man and the woman did it together, and then they would be super successful. But I had, there was a couple cases, but very few did I have men reaching out for the help and really taking in the help and support and not thinking that they could just go to the gym. And because working out is an aspect of it, but nutrition is a huge part of it. And I think more males just think of, nutrition or not even dieting I don't like to say it's dieting but just like eating healthy is just like eating salads all the time and it doesn't have to be right that's it 100% I think it it makes them feel like less alpha yes yes that's a whole other subject okay so anyway so you were helping women lose weight um and that was really like nutrition like guidance and workout guidance and yeah what all did you do with that what was easy about not easy but people came to it for weight loss but it was Uh more than just like shedding the pounds it was more about like lifestyle changes habit changes recognizing that so a lot of education they would typically start with like a 12-week program and every week I have a focus of some sort of educational content Um, so nutrition is a the biggest part, but then what other things can we do as far as mindfulness, stress, sleep, all right. the other lifestyle factors that affect weight loss and really focusing on not just losing pounds, but focusing on what's the best diet for you, what's right. manageable for you to lose fat, not just pounds. Exactly. And it's so different for every, oh, yeah. every woman, um, which we can, I have a question for you later, <laughs> which we can talk about. Okay. So then, so you have two babies of your own. Yes. And how old are your babies now? Oh, uh, three and a half. Well, three yeah, three and a half okay. and almost eight months. Okay, so little. Yes. That, that's, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I have a two-year-old. Okay, I was gonna so ask. So we kind of yeah. So we're in the thick of it, kind of. Yes. I think with toddlers and babies, it's a lot. First of all, being pregnant is. I don't know how your pregnancies were, but I really enjoyed being pregnant. Oh, I had a great did. pregnancy. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I don't. You can talk to about your pregnancies, um, but I didn't really have any health issues or anything. I stayed really active my whole pregnancy postpartum never had baby blues like never had any um any issues at all and I was really concerned actually I had met with a dietitian while I was pregnant actually and I wanted to be sure that I had good nutrition to breastfeed Mm -hmm. and so because I know and maybe you can speak to this 
because so many struggle. Oh, yeah. So many women yeah. struggle with postpartum. How do you feel like laying the foundation while you're pregnant affects women when they do, if they choose to breastfeed or just in the postpartum mm-hmm. period in general? Like, how would you advise maybe someone that is thinking about getting pregnant or is currently pregnant? What should they be doing, in your opinion, to maybe be proactive about not dealing with terrible postpartum? Oh, that can be a whole lot. Well, first of all, that's great that you had such yeah, a good experience. But so maybe before we get into it, how was your pregnancies and how was your experience postpartum? Oh, I would say, I mean, my pregnancies both were pretty good. Like I yeah. can't say that I, I mean, but I've, I truthfully was never a person that was like, I love being pregnant. Like right. I was never, because I think I, I've always been active. You yes. like, I know. And I think that maybe that probably set a very good foundation for you for pregnancy and postpartum. Sure. And I think that that has a lot to do with it is kind of your habits and your mentality of who you were prior to that. Yeah. And I think people can kind of take it in two different ways of either you want to keep that up or you're like, I'm throwing this out the window right now. Yep, I don't even exactly. know how to listen to my body. Everything is changing. I feel more restricted, but I also want to listen to myself and kind of, mm-hmm. so I think setting the foundation is huge and mm-hmm. it helps really set a good foundation for postpartum, but so much changes in your body, your mental state, your emotional state, it's physical crazy. state after you have a baby that I think we sometimes put a little too much pressure on ourselves to be exactly who we used to be. And I'm a big proponent of saying, stop trying to be who you used mm-hmm. to be because you're just not, and you can be better, but You'll never be who you were before getting pregnant. And that you should, yeah, yeah, that's actually a great point is to embrace it almost takes the pressure off. Yeah, and I think we are better. I mean, but we are different people in our mental state, emotionally, physically, we've gone through a lot. And so for a great reason and for so many great things, but I do think that we sometimes try to be, put too much pressure on ourselves to be bounced right back. And I don't think we should do that. Not saying, and I think sometimes we think of that too much black or white, like it's either we have to be exactly who we used to be or we kind of let ourselves go and that's what I don't want people to do is to let yourself go but to just look at this new life of how to be the healthiest version it's of yourself. It's almost like you can almost look at it as you're letting yourself go like you said or you can level up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that that is I think one thing that I think women have such a hard time because they were like I was so skinny in high school I want to be back to my high school body but you like high school a lot of times women like let's say okay in high school we're 18 Mm -hmm. when you graduate for the most part a lot of times women don't start having babies until maybe their mid-20s late 20s so almost 10 years Mm -hmm. after high school you should be a totally different person and I understand the whole high school like and that's another interesting concept that girls get so focused in on how they were in high school. Oh yeah. <laughs> Especially if life. that was a time that you felt good. Like yeah, that's kind of, I think we go back like, to. Yeah. And you were maybe skinny or mm-hmm. whatever. But also I feel like me personally, I feel like I am more strong, more fit now than I was in high school, even before I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. So I, I think a lot of women want to get there. They just don't have all the skills yes. and knowledge and education to get there which is where you I'm guessing are coming Hopefully, in and trying yes. to yes. trying to bridge that gap so okay so when you with your coaching business which is what you're doing full-time now yes is that yep. that's yep. your thing mm-hmm. so what are you who is coming to you like who is your clientele and what is your first avenue of working with someone so kind of my ideal is 
postpartum women. Uh, okay. Ideally, I'd love to work with people and I love to get them in their third trimester of pregnancy to kind of okay. prepare because there is a lot of nutritional things that we can focus on at the end of your, in your third trimester and, and depending on what kind of birth you want, like kind of okay. doing that and then not having to try all these new things or feel like you have to reach out to somebody right in the beginning days because that's there's a lot going a lot. on, but yes. that can be the most detrimental, not detrimental, the most time, the time where I can be the most supportive as sure. well, just nutritionally, if there are physical, any kind of recovery, nutritional, breastfeeding, okay. a lot of things just to have that support. Right. Um, but then really pass that really anytime from birth to, I talk a lot about postnatal depletion. I don't know if you, yeah. I learned a lot about that. Um, and that can affect us from like new newly postpartum to mm-hmm. seven years after you have babies yes so it, that's which something that can a, affect a, a long time 100 percent, and I don't think a lot of women realize that either because I hear a lot of my friends that are like I don't feel like myself and this will be like two three years out mm-hmm. that they still have bouts of like I don't know who I am anymore I feel like I'll get weird like mood swings and depression and I don't know I mean I'm sure there's so much you can say about it but Going back to, let's say, they're in their third trimester, what are some good tips? Like, what do you try to implement when you have a client that's in her third trimester? Really just want to know kind of what kind of support they have initially of of their postpartum time because whether it is you feel like you have a lot of family you have friends you have people around your partner is very supportive or if you feel depending on kind of where you're Mm -hmm. at with that and how you can prepare and then it does look at what kind of foods can you be nourishing your body with postpartum because that's Mm -hmm. another big one for breastfeeding having a a freezer full of meals that you don't need to be ordering out all the time as well because that's another big part I think and I, I mean, it's one of those things everyone wants to have like a cold Jimmy John sandwich or something mm-hmm. like that right oh, after sure. birth. And our organs are moved all over the place. And so that's not the best thing digestively for us. Mm. So just looking at things initially, like your first meals, having bone broth, things that can really nourish your body back and taking rest. And I think sometimes moms need like kind of the permission to just like rest and recover. Yes. And so working with them and getting that relationship early on helps me just remind them of it's okay to just kind of take this time with your yes, baby too. I needed that so bad. And that's when hard, especially, it is hard. and I'll say look, for my second time around, I put a lot of pressure on myself to be exactly who I was with my yes. daughter when I had this newborn. And I was like, I can't, how am I supposed to give them both the same amount of time? So do you feel when you had your second baby, it totally changed everything again? Because yeah. I'm in a position right now where I'm trying, I'm like, I don't, we would like to have a second baby but I don't know I'm kind of scared to be honest because I feel like I'm enjoying my time so much with my first and he's two and a Mm -hmm. half almost and it's a fun time you know and they get to be more like independent and funny and Mm -hmm. but then I'm like okay to throw another newborn into it it's going to change things all over again I was in the same boat yeah Mm -hmm. and so how do you but then again I guess it just goes back to it's a new normal yeah that is better probably and I'll say even I mean now it's hard to remember what it was like without the second and like seeing your older as a sibling like she loves him so much it makes our family dynamic really fun and so you have to do what feels right for you right 100% always but I I personally was in the same boat of like this works like she's my little buddy I don't know if I want to how I can separate the time but right it does yeah you figure it out elements of um joy in all of it so but Anyways, I've heard from a lot of other like active women too that said first pregnancy was a breeze and their second pregnancy like wrecked them because you're dealing with a toddler and you're pregnant and then it's a lot. So, but that's kind of to be expected. Yeah. So maybe that's where my fear is coming 
from too. I feel like I like got in my routine again. Mm-hmm. I'm sleeping now. Yes. And now I don't yeah. want to wreck it again. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. So you, uh, okay. So you kind of tried to provide almost women permission to recover, relax, provide them with the tools to nurture themselves and mm-hmm. um, rehab, I guess, their body back to being healthy after they've just had a baby. Yes. So and that's on the lifestyle side. And then there's also nutritional deficiencies to kind of look at as well. Yes. Can you talk about that? Because that was, I think, what I was saying earlier where I was fearful of having nutritional deficiencies where... Is that where postpartum like depression and stuff can stem from is having nutritional mm-hmm. oh, deficiencies? Yeah. yeah, and there's okay. a lot of research with that, of dif- especially the different kind of nutrients that can, not saying all the time, but that can right. have a, an effect on if your body is super depleted or defi- deficient in super nu- nutrients, right. why you're having these symptoms. What would What are some nutrients that you really try to incorporate in an abundance it really depends, and I do encourage people to kind of, if they want to go down a route of just getting tested, to just okay. get levels to tested get to have an idea. But in general, it is kind of, I mean, iron is a big one for postpartum, okay. and that is one that has kind of a lot of the different symptoms or anxiety mm-hmm. or just more of the depletion or fatigue and all of that that we run into, when, especially if we're sleep-deprived. So right. it is, I mean, you have to take some of that of recognizing just if you're not getting sleep, you're going to be tired. But right. if there are those little areas where you can kind of replenish that. Right. And then do you, um, I know it's hard too, cause sleep, like you said, that's kind of just part of it. Yeah. I don't know how your little guy is. He's sleeping well. Yeah. Um, not as good as my daughter, yeah. but I still hear, I mean, I don't think as bad as he could be. And yeah. now he's going in longer stints, but she was like a dream sleeper. So <sighs> that's amazing. Yeah. Cause my, he was not until he was like one really did he sleep through a night. It was, mm. <laughs> it was a lot. Um, okay. So I, this is a good question for you. So yesterday I was at the gym and a friend came up to me and she, when I first had my son, I lost the weight. Like I gained 11 pounds when I was pregnant. And then when I had him, um, it was like overnight and I dropped all, I was like, I still looked pregnant, I think, like yeah, right after, yeah. you know, and that's mm-hmm. totally normal yes. too. Hello. Yes. You just <laughs> grew every a human. woman should know that that <laughs> is normal. Your yes. uterus is still um, expanded. But um, anyways, I'm adding context to what I'm saying here. So I shed the weight really fast and then I was breastfeeding like crazy and I could not keep weight on and mm. I was eating like chicken pot pies and rice krispie treats, like nothing of great. And I was also, we eat a lot of game meat and I had a good nutrition foundation for like even in college and for years and years Mm -hmm. I've really tried to dial it in um but anyways I was eating everything and I remember being like the smallest I'd ever been like even like I was like 120 pounds and I feel most healthy at like 140 pounds okay so anyways I was tiny and a friend came up to me yesterday at the gym and now I'm sitting at like 135 I think so I've gained like I feel healthier now Mm -hmm. And she was like, were you on semaglutide when you had oh my. a baby? And I was like, no, dude. Like, And that's a whole, we can like yeah. get into that too. I'm curious on your perspective on that. But I was like, no, I was breastfeeding. I don't know. I was like, I was super active. Um, and I think I, women can get, because they'll see one woman lose a ton of weight mm-hmm. and then the other woman will gain weight. Yeah. And so... To circle this all back into a question for you that actually 
you deal with <laughs> coaching <laughs> yes. aspect. If a woman just had a baby and she's breastfeeding and she cannot, and the time goes on, a one year, two year, and she still has this weight that she gained, mm-hmm. I guess you would say, like during pregnancy, and nothing has seemed to be working, like what would you advise other than a semaglutide shot. I would not advise that. Yes, exactly. And I was like, absolutely not, dude. I would, And she was like, what? Like, you lost so much weight. And I was like, I would never take that. But every, to each their own. Yeah. But um, every woman is so different, too. And I think we need to recognize that. But also, what advice would you give for someone that is really struggling getting baby weight off? I think, I mean, that is where my experience with the weight loss world comes into play. Yeah. Because that really, it comes down to nutrition is the biggest thing. And so I think in the early postpartum days, it's not about, it's, I like to focus more on like nourishing your body, no matter what, not restricting, but just how can you nourish it? So it's not counting calories, it's not macros, it's just fueling your body. And And I'll, can I interject real quick just to maybe if anyone's listening and the whole point behind I would assume nourishing your body is because then your body feels comfortable with shedding weight Mm -hmm. it's not feeling restricted like it needs to hold on to weight to help support you yeah right yeah it's almost like a weird paradox where eating more will actually help you shed weight oh yeah yeah Yeah. and then that's a thing I mean when people sometimes people get in kind of a fat storage mode if you don't eat enough because your body is like you're not replenishing me enough so I gotta hold on to this right exactly you I can't shed it I can't afford to shed it so that is and there's a big difference or there's a wide range of what you can look at especially I mean when you are breastfeeding your body is burning a ton of calories so you are expending a lot of that and then if you are also active and if you are also doing all these other things you know that's just it your body can't can lose it but then some people just have a harder time and then you look at one year two years down the line so the biggest advice I would have is to really look at nutrition first and to see how much they're eating not okay. again calories or counting calories but just overall how much protein how many healthy right. fats what are your carbs looking like how many vegetables like just right. look at the day in itself and then look at other lifestyle factors stress sleep you know, the other, those big ones, because if we're super stressed, that affects mm-hmm. our hormones, cortisol spikes, and it also right. inhibits our ability to lose weight as well. Right. Exactly. So yeah, that's, and I, my friend, I'm like, no dude, I would never take some glutide. And also I was like, if, and she was at the gym, granted, she saw me at the yeah. gym. So, but I, I just think there's like a big, I think women get really frustrated in general because they're like, I'm working out. I'm doing all the things, and so anyways, I just... And the comparison is a hard thing, you know, when we're in the world of, like, seeing what so many people are doing, and you don't know what they're doing behind the scenes, and also, everybody's body is different, and so that's why I do, I mean, why it is helpful to work with somebody to just kind of know you and understand your habits, what needs to shift, because sometimes what's working for you might not work for the next person because of their life. That's exactly right. And your hormones, and, like, what changes after you have kids, because that's a whole new ballgame. It's a lot, dude. It's, it is... It's just a lot. It is. It's a lot. And it's a, a lot. it changes like I don't know too. Like with your husband, I feel like your relationship with your spouse evolves in a different oh, yeah. way. Like yeah. everything, like your work, it's just so many factors that are not like Instagram is a highlight reel, right? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times we get bombarded with like the picture perfect families oh, yeah. and the, all the things, but behind the scenes. 
it's a lot. <laughs> and it takes work and it does take it's, like recognizing that. And that's why the postpartum period is such a transformative and vulnerable, vulnerable time. But I don't think that very many people really address it or talk about it. It's no. like you go through pregnancy, you're getting checkups. People are asking you how you're doing all the time because it's visible. Like they see that you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. But once you have the baby, it's like, okay, you should be She's just like, back to normal. You exactly. know, and you have one checkup. They basically just want to tell you to get on birth control or what birth control you're going to have. And then you're on your way. And so that's crazy to me that you go through so much and then it's just like all right it's crazy yeah it's I don't know did you have both of your babies in the hospital I had them in Fort Collins oh okay Mm -hmm. so did you and did you just go to a a gynecologist down there so I worked they had the I went to Poudre Valley so they have nurse midwives so I worked with them so their approach is a little bit more just holistic and I mean they still it's still a hospital which was the compromise I had to make with my husband because I was like I want to do a home birth and he was like absolutely not like that's terrifying (laughs) yeah so it was our compromise because then he could feel like that if something happened then we were somewhere but yeah I mean I delivered my son like standing up like so I was like he almost was it was a whole thing but yeah so I even there I think they're more in line but I still like afterwards it was like okay you know what you're doing yep exactly well and I think this is a very important thing to talk about too which I've actually never talked about actually to any of my mom friends or any of my friends in general but when I was pregnant I watched like YouTube videos and like read books you know Mm -hmm. and blah 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 but I actually got to a point where and I probably was in like my first or second trimester and I was like I need to stop like there was a voice in my head that was like you need to stop because your body knows what to do and you need I was almost scaring myself yeah (laughs) and I think a lot of women when they're pregnant they scare themselves and they hear like horrible birth stories and I almost feel like the fear that you can feel when you're pregnant can manifest into a really traumatic birth experience mm-hmm. and you hold on to weight afterwards it's mm-hmm. all like cellularly and energetically intertwined mm-hmm. I feel so I don't know if you see a lot of that either with your clients maybe of a fear maybe while they were pregnant a fear after they have a baby I just feel like a, an overlying theme of like fear can really hinder someone's birth recovery and then parenting oh 100 percent. i i mean that is why a big focus that i have with my clients is talking about like is like your mind and mindfulness and Mm -hmm. just kind of following what feels best for you and that is a big thing because you can i mean be bombarded with all the things and be like well this is what i want to do and i had to do that too when i was my first pregnancy i like barely even told my mom that i wanted to have natural birth because she was like what in the world why would you do that and i was like because I want to yes I like I didn't want to talk about it because I didn't want people to try to talk me out of it 100% and so you have to find what works for you and I think that mentally you just have to do what feels right and so that does have to do with pregnancy postpartum raising your Mm -hmm. kids like all the things you can get the support but sometimes we get overwhelmed with opinions that it's like I don't know even what I think anymore you have to be very intuitive I feel and that's hard though we are bombarded with so much information and but I had the same experience I remember I told my mom I didn't want an epidural and um she thought I was the craziest person yeah on the planet yeah and I ended up getting one and my birth experience was like a really great experience good the epidural did not work but yeah (laughs) (laughs) it was really great but I too I'm like I want to have a home birth and Mm -hmm. but everyone's experience once again is so different oh yeah but um I do feel like one thing I never really talked about was I kind of just surrendered and I let it go. And Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? Women have been doing this for eons Mm -hmm. and I will figure out 
the best way like it'll all happen exactly how it's supposed to happen and yeah it did yeah so that's great okay so going back kind of with your coaching um let's say someone just had a baby what is your game plan then and they're let's say they're not even struggling Mm -hmm. like what would you say for example like get a walk in the morning like hydration like what are your tools that you would advise for someone just had a baby and like a daily routine yeah I mean I think that it comes from what makes them feel most human in a lot of ways and kind of so especially getting outside is a huge one so just getting some natural vitamin d just getting that fresh air getting minimal movement not trying to go crazy but just kind of move around not just get stuck into kind of I feel like too homebody ish but just Mm -hmm. get a get some fresh air focusing on I mean bone broth is have you ever drank bone broth I have. I don't think I've ever had like a great, like, I'm not like, mm. yeah, I know. <laughs> I, the idea of drinking it initially to me was like, that is the But now disgusting. it's kind of got like different brands have really upped their game. Yes. And I guess it's really good. I just have not got, but I hear it's amazing. It so, is. And there okay. are some, I've, you can make it, you can buy, there's a brand called Fond that I really okay. like. They have like actual flavors to it so you can drink it. It's, okay. But d- drinking things like that, not to just feel like you're able to get the nutrients that your body is lacking or just not able to get, um, focusing again, just on food nutrition, but really to keep, keep, keep it simple. Um, listen to podcasts, do what fuels them initially. Like okay. this is just a very restful time and okay. just to focus on nourishing and nurturing them themselves. Yes. Okay. I love that. And then mm-hmm. have you ever read the book? It's like the first 40 days or something. Have you ever heard? Of um, that? I have, I started that one. That was on my list actually okay. when I was early postpartum and I have not read that okay. one. Okay. I didn't know if you could, cause I <laughs> hadn't, I haven't read it either, but I didn't know too what you like your thoughts on that. I did not, I didn't take a maternity leave. I like in real estate, if you don't work, you're not getting paid. And I was just brand new in it too. And there was a lot going on in my life. And so I just remember I had, maybe I took like two weeks of where I didn't show houses. And then I was like right back at it. But now I'm like, is there something to like really maybe staying horizontal more for a while and doing stuff that you're literally trying to rehab your insides in other countries they refer to it as like the lying in period and that is like supposed to be the time and that's what's hard and I think that is what's really hard about I mean our society that I I mean I love it here but it also is like we are just boom 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 and we want to and it is the pressure of I want to be back to how I was or I feel like and part of my issue is I did feel really good after my second birth that Mm -hmm. I was like I can just do anything and Mm -hmm. it's like still things happen everything rearranged like you just need to give yourself some time but in other countries they refer to that as like you need to be horizontal you need to let your body rest recover you need to let people take care of you and you need to have this time with your baby and so as much of that you can that you can incorporate I encourage but it is also looking at the reality of if you have other kids if you can't but I mean having some more time off work is nice too just mentally you know just to be like I'm trying to realize I'm meeting this new person and trying to be this new person right. myself and this baby and also my job, yep, you know, so exactly. it's hard. It is, there's just women. I don't want to be too like a person that's like women just have it so much harder, but <laughs> we do now. Like it's a lot. Women do a lot. Oh but yeah. It is. I would advise and I wish like hindsight, you know, it's 2020, but 
if I could go back, I really would have like tried to take advantage. But you know, I'm like, I don't know, because then I also have to provide. Yeah, and you for financially for sure. And that's something <laughs> so, why I like to work initially, like early postpartum. But a lot of times people yeah. are just like. I can't, or there's other things. So why it is sometimes when you recognize, like, I wish I could have gone back, but if you can't, what can you work on right now? Right, and I think sometimes, exactly. As moms, sometimes we join a little bit too much in, like, the venting and becomes a little bit toxic. Yes. But it's not like, yes, we all need to, we have some rough days, but, like, how can we still make this be a, an enjoyable part of our yes, life? exactly. And that's really what I want to work with moms on, too, is, like, our lifestyle and recognizing, yeah, there's going to be the hard days, but what are the habits that you can, you can implement? Yeah. yeah, what can you control to still enjoy this and exactly. still feel good? That's a very good point you have a very like relaxed approach to it because I think a lot of times with like health coaching it's like you pay someone to give you like tell me what to do and Mm -hmm. a lot of people do they're like tell me where to stand you know that's like their mo but with you you're more like well you tell me what makes you feel like your Mm -hmm. best self and then you kind of work around that it sounds like well I appreciate that because that is really what I try to do and that is why I am passionate about this because I do feel like I can relate more and I've been I've done that I think more with weight loss and I've had those clients Mm -hmm. that are just like tell me what to eat tell me what to do and I would do it but I was like but tomorrow you might not want to do this and so it's kind of a waste of time for me to do it for you because the purpose and what I like to do is have people realize of how it works in their life and how they can make it sustainable and that's the hardest thing it's like if I tell you what to do for the next two weeks but in two weeks, you're like, okay, but how do I go to a restaurant and know what to eat? How do exactly. I know what groceries I should get? Like, you need to know the why, and that is what I will try to work on of, like, recognizing the why and what works in your life. Exactly, because then you can be more independent and yeah. um, self-sufficient yourself. So with your coaching program then, and I see a lot of, like, on your Instagram reels and everything that you post, you're saying that, which is genius, so I want you to talk about this, that someone could gift you or your services essentially Mm -hmm. as like a postpartum coach and like (laughs) because all the shit that we get in our baby showers like we never use it let me just yes you'll use all you need is like diapers and a boob or milk and that's like you just don't need all this stuff that we think but your coaching services that is genius because (laughs) um that's not talked about and that is very that's like a very useful resource well and I just don't think people know what's around or they're there and it is I mean we do so much of like even prepping for birth and prepping for pregnancy but then it's like we don't plan for postpartum and so if you don't know how to help somebody especially a new mom or one that if you feel like potentially could struggle or don't doesn't have people around Mm -hmm. them even if they do how can you support them and that is a way yeah and I was thinking of that too and I'm like well I don't know if like if I, because 100% I would gift your services to a new mom, do you feel like it would ever, like, offend someone? Or do you feel, like, because that's why I wanted to ask you, too, what would be the best approach to be, like, this is just more of a support rather than being, like, you need help. Yeah. I view <laughs> it know? more as, as that. Which that's I what do, I say too, is just so. supporting. And yeah. that is why it why I kind of decided to do my business this way is it, mm-hmm. it is a support. It's not because of you ha- need to lose weight. You need to do this. Exactly. You need to do X, Y, Z. It's to support you in the journey that you're on. And no, like, like a doula. Uh, yes. Yes. I've had, I, yes. You a should little be a bit. doula. I've thought about it, honestly. <laughs> but that's a whole new thing. Yes. yes. Um, but kind of that, because that is, it's just to kind of hear you out see where you're at and how to best fit in your new this and you don't really know what questions to ask I think in your postpartum when you are pregnant or just not there yet and Mm -hmm. so it is to kind of 
best prepare and even preventative in some right, ways. Right, exactly. So you don't get too depleted because you're going to be depleted. Your 100%. body has, your hormones have had the biggest drop that they ever have, you know, right after ba- your baby. So yep. you And you need don't to... learn this stuff in school. No one no, teaches No, you don't even learn this stuff when you're pregnant. Like, <laughs> no. when, that's not something that you get to, talked about. No, you, know? you don't. Um, and then, so, okay, so with your services and two, what does that look like? Because obviously when you have a newborn, your schedule's kind of sporadic, things are kind of chaotic maybe. Do you Zoom? Do you come to a client's home? What does that look like as far as your So that's coaching? why I was excited to do an online business. So it's all online. Okay. So that can be like literally you can be in your lying in period, as you should be, yes. but laying in bed and just over your phone or on the computer. Awesome. Okay. And then do you just do like weekly check-ins, bi-weekly check-ins? Like how, and then how long does your coaching package last? And you can talk all about what different services you offer yeah. too. Um, so primarily it usually is weekly unless okay. we feel like it can be spread out a little bit more. And I like to, I kind of just sit in a sweet spot of like a 12 week program. Okay. So that's just, um, but de- depending on where you start, if you're starting in third trimester, I might extend that a little bit. Okay. Um, but if you're starting in early postpartum, either way, kind of a, a basis of a three week or three month program meeting every okay. week, but we could spread that out. Um, but about half hour sessions. And then I have an online platform that allows like meal tracking and I can put in documents or share resources and all of that so it has a messenger feature as well so even if we're we're not on the in the sessions we Mm -hmm. basically can be texting can communicate with you yep that's genius um and what do you typically discuss with your clients just like how they're feeling what they're doing tweaking their do you do like a protocol then? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yeah. So every week kind of have a focus okay. depending on just, I kind of have my basis or my ones that I focus on, but everyone, depending on where you're at, mm-hmm. what we need to focus on each time. So each week is kind of a recap, what's going well based on meal logs or just lifestyle. And then any of the take action steps from the week before and what to focus on for the next week. Got it. Okay. So very non-invasive, like normal. Yeah. Yeah. I think some women get like they don't they get like embarrassed almost or shameful like I just ate a box of donuts I don't want anyone to know yes that. and I I mean I usually I'll get that if like there's a big gap in a couple meals oh, I'm like yeah. oh what'd you have I'm like well I didn't want to share it and I'm like well that's the reason why that's you should share it, it. and not yes. and that usually it's not even for me to see it's more for like them exactly. to realize their habits or I mean emotional eating like you were really super stressed so you just ate that whole box of donuts how can we just address that next time a little bit to just not have it affect you in that way exactly or acknowledge it and move on yeah you know it is what it is (laughs) yeah yeah you'll burn it off with your next feeding session yeah um okay and then kind of like to encap this is how did you like why did you decide to pursue postpartum and like the baby stage of life I was one of those just like I was, have been doing weight loss for a while and yeah. I feel like the, the, the kind of way my coaching went, I've always been more just like health based mm-hmm. and just wanting to live a healthy life. But I feel like I was starting to get a little burnt out on mm-hmm. weight loss and I'm, I just feel like I changed a lot when I became a mom. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't so much the like, eat this, eat this. It was more of like recognizing everybody's life is a little bit different and what my goals were. And I like to relate to my clients. Right. So I found this program that was like encompassing all of that of learning more about nutrition with pregnancy and postpartum and starting solids with babies. And it can help with no no different protocols for like eczema and constipation and all kinds of things with babies. Um, But that just spoke more to to me. And so Mm -hmm. I did that program when I was pregnant with my son. So I was able to kind of go through it all. So you actually did it. 
Yes. Got yeah, it. Okay. That was the sort of the new certification that I, I got. I see. Okay. Yes. And so then doing that was like, okay, I can reach all these and I feel more mm-hmm. equipped and I personally have gone through all of this and I just think there's the biggest gap in postpartum. Yeah. So that's where I want to focus the most where just trying to fill that void with right. moms that want to be healthy, want to feel good in motherhood, but aren't quite sure even how to do it. Right. Exactly. Because I think a big fear is there's kind of two, like, it's like, I don't want to let myself go is one a bucket of girls I think mm-hmm. and then another is well it, I just had a baby so I'm not gonna quote unquote snap back right yeah. away yeah and so there it, it kind of goes back and forth like leave us alone kind of or like my body will go back and then another group is like give me back to my mom like mm-hmm. I don't want to have a mom bod yes <laughs> you know and that's it's just mm-hmm. and it's not and I don't like to address it so much as the, the physical side of it because I think that's will exactly. come but it is more of like how do you nourish your body how do you nourish your mind and, and the, the mind is come. a big big part of it yes. especially like surrounding yourself with positive things or uplifting things and yes. I think we sometimes get in that little bubble of like mom life is so hard and it is challenging no doubt is I'm not saying that it's not challenging but yeah. there is we still I mean we, we're we're in it so how can yep. we make it be good you're, you know? yeah you're there's no other option yeah at this point. so um okay and then for you personally like what does with your little ones now what does a day in life look like for you Oh, well, it's changed a little bit now that I work from home. So um, still trying to find the balance of, I mean, I love to have like slower mornings with my, both okay. all my kids. So yes. have breakfast, like make breakfast for them. And what time do you guys wake up in the morning? About, well, it's been varying with my, yeah. my eight, oh, seven month old, um, about six, six thirty. Okay. I uh, keep setting my alarm for five o'clock, but then I wake up at like three or four with him and yeah, then I'm, like, I'm going back gone. to sleep. So yep, exactly. that's a goal of mine, but that is something that I try yeah. to implement. Um, but wake up kind of have a leisurely morning is if we can go on a walk have breakfast and then depending on now my daughter just started preschool so she's right. starting preschool um but then I try to do some of my work stuff in the morning okay get client calls um and I try I mean my days are kind of different right now yeah, yeah so just kind of fitting in zoom calls same. client calls um make content doing yep. my own resources making educational sources for my clients messaging them and kind of just catching up so I like to catch up with clients as much as I can in the mornings and then have the afternoons for content kids got it all those yes got it and when do you like do you meal prep when do you personally work out um when do you do things to take care of you and I guess it's different it's all seasonal right yeah because when your babies are different ages Mm -hmm. but what ideally would that look like for you ideally I get it done in the morning that is always where I feel like I'm the most successful is to kind of get some sort of workout in in the morning Mm -hmm. so I try to ride my bike or um get out on a good if I can't if I don't get a good workout in before kids wake up we go on a walk or we implement it at some time during nap time that's been another big one so I'm a big proponent of doing it in the morning but if it doesn't happen really try to get it done by the end of the day just to feel accomplished for myself yes um Cause that's, I will say too, like a lot of, I used to be a morning, like four, like 4.30 AM and I would go to the gym. Now that's totally, actually that just changed within like the last month. I was working out with a girl. We were going at 5.30 mm-hmm. and I told her one day, I was like, I don't like this anymore. I feel yeah. weird. I, something about like my blood sugar or I don't know what was happening. And I told her, I was like, I can't. And now I move it a little bit later and I wake up naturally now. I used to have the 5 AM mm-hmm. alarm or whatever. And I don't do any of that now and I feel way better. So it's yeah, all like Yeah, I think like you have to look at the season stages. that you're in. Totally. And that was, I was morning work 
out person. And then when I had my daughter, I gave myself some time to yeah. not do that. And then I got in another routine. I was doing it in the morning until I got pregnant. And yep. then, so I'm not quite in the season right now where it's like my top priority 5 a.m. Because yes. if it's like That's I can okay. get another little bit of sleep, I'm going to. <laughs> yes. But yeah, still trying to find ways to move my body. That's the biggest one. Kay. So if it is going out on a walk, getting some yoga in, riding the bike, I try to make sure I get that done by the end of the day. That's a great point too, because I feel like a lot of people can be like, I didn't get in in the morning. I'm just, the day's ruined now. Yeah. And now you really like, it's almost weird once you let that kind of ideology go, just say, well, maybe do a walk later Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that's fine. You'll actually probably feel better rather than like shaming yourself for not working out really hard in the morning. Oh yeah. And I think getting that fresh air, especially if you can utilize it when the days are nice, getting outside versus getting in the gym is a big changer. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Um, well, I'm trying to think, do you do like cold showers, magnesium? Do you do any other little hacks that, um, I'm not into the cold showers. Okay. Or cold plunges. I know that's a whole other, I think there's so many things now that, and I listen to 5,000 podcasts a day. Yeah. And there's a lot of, and I I do think that, and I go in, I think it like everybody does goes in waves of more of like the drastic or like the things that I'm in the season of, taking care of my babies myself in a in the most manageable way Mm. I think and so I'm not trying to do too many things that are too drastic I think for me like drinking bone broth was drastic for me for a little while so now I'm like it just becomes a thing but then it is like just finding those things I'm I'm trying to be more just find the things that I can maintain as opposed to like the biggest health fads right now yep and that is not to say that those are not good. Sure. I'm sure they are good, and and maybe in a different season of my life, I will try those things. I'm really just not there point. right now. Because <laughs> I'm not a not in love, and a lot of these podcasts you are men that are like yeah. a cold plunge and then I sauna mm-hmm. and then and we're totally different. Um, but it's good to hear you just be like, it's a different season, and it's okay, and it's not forever, and mm-hmm. my whatever my next season will be won't be forever. It takes the pressure off, and it's like yeah. we're all just humans trying to navigate yes. this life and kids. <laughs> throw thing like your life changes drastically in the best way possible um but it changes mm-hmm. and that's okay like, yeah it should change <laughs> it should and that's so. the more we just talk about like you sh- you have changed you are yep. a changed person but how can this be the best version of yourself exactly and it's always evolving yes um and then last question re- pertaining to you personally and wrapping this up is for dinners do you do like a family dinner yes. and how how do you do that I really struggle with that really because Brad will get home from teaching Mm -hmm. and then I'll have like, like last night I made chicken nuggets in the air fryer and then the vegetables turned out like something horrible happened with the vegetables (laughs) and then Brooks poured his juice on the chicken nugget. It was just that I was like, this is not what I was planning for dinner. And it, anyways, then Brooks ate like uh, goldfish like well some, I really struggle yeah I mean first of all kids. you just got that's just gonna happen it like days happen. like that I know I really let that and I'm like I can't it is what it is but what do you try to do for dinners I we, I've always been big about I think that was just something we grew up with with sitting down and having dinners no yes. matter what kind of schedules we had like that and that is something truthfully I've seen a lot with people that struggle with weight or just eating like mm-hmm. having a good relationship with food that they would sit in front of the tv or they because we don't ever really sit down and just like for one it's a good time to just talk with each other yes it's another and and to be aware of what you're eating and listen to your body when you're full I think when we just sit in front of a tv it's like it's just that mindless exactly snacking or or eating that we have no idea what we're doing so I've always been a big proponent of sitting down at the table and actually having conversations and eating 
but I try to keep my meals really pretty simple, especially right now. So we just gravitate towards a good protein, vegetable, and some sort of whatever else. Like, and even if it is like, what did we have last night? Yeah, I know. I'm like, tell me what you we had (laughs) baked chicken, corn on the cob, and um, broccoli. Easy. Easy. Very easy meals. Like that's, I'm like, I don't like to share my meals because people are like, well, that's, that took me like 10 minutes. So it's like, yeah, that's the point. It took that's, me 10 minutes, but yeah. it gave me some protein. My daughter loves corn on the cob. It's, you know, I, I mean, we I'm try to eat that. more in like an anti-inflammatory ish way, but okay. right now, especially it's just, I, we do what, so if I'm going to do pasta, I'll do more of a chickpea based pasta okay. or we just always do like a burger or a chicken or a fish, like protein, vegetable, and whatever else I have Easy. typically. And that's yeah. so versatile to do. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm going to do, like I will pull up a Pinterest recipe and I'm like, now I have to go to the store and buy 15 yeah. things. But really if you have like your protein in your freezer, mm-hmm. vegetables in the refrigerator drawer and like a rice or yeah. um, like a carb of some sort, mm-hmm. it's really easy. Sweet potatoes, very yeah, exactly. easy. All, yeah. Exactly. So yes. I don't feel like any, and that's, I think we again put too much pressure on that of mm-hmm. like, how can I make this or uh, my totally. kids won't eat this. And it's like, it is also sometimes I make something and I'm like, oh, this looks so good. And my daughter's like, ew. Yeah. I'm like, well, that's rude, but this is what we're <laughs> having. So <laughs> exactly. And I know, and I really tried to, if Brooks is like, I want chicken nuggets. And I'm like, well, why didn't make chicken nuggets tonight? I made a like steak and asparagus and then it's like he wants a gummy worm mm-hmm. and, I'm like, oh, okay, and that is I mean those good. days will just happen that's another big thing of just like with it is habits what it with is kids is yeah just putting it out there but as long as they're seeing you I think eat well I think that's all that really matters too yeah is yeah the eventual, that's just and how you talk are. about food with kids yeah. too it's not not all like this is junk food this is totally it's just like, I have no is, restrictions I'm like because I think that can really hinder kids down the road too. I which think is that's a whole been a whole, discussion. yeah, a whole big thing that yeah. I've learned, like we working more with adults, but it's been, that's what's interested me in like, kid nutrition too, yes. is like how to address these habits younger and not like, you're not going to, I never will make my kids finish everything on their plate. No. Because I also think that that creates a whole new thing. So. I agree. I agree. It's so much triggered in our childhood. Yes. <laughs> so, okay. Well, that's, there's so much I think we can go into, but um, where could someone find you reach out to you like how can someone find you for your coaching services um I have my website is nourish and nurture health.com okay and then I mainly my main platform I do a lot on is Instagram so that is just at nourish and nurture yeah easy health yeah yeah I know that's why I was thinking I was like what is it on Instagram because then I couldn't remember um which like name it was but yeah and I love your stuff thank you super helpful so okay well anything else you want to add before we conclude I don't think so I feel like I yeah we got a lot out thank you so much (laughs) thank you guys well um go follow Roxanne on Instagram or go to her website and she's super helpful so thanks guys thanks Mm -hmm.